cold therapy can help with reducing inflammation and pain relief, right? Those are like the entry level benefits, the short term benefits. You expose yourself to cold water, it's going to lower systemic inflammation in the body, reduce pain and inflammation, right? Consistent use with cold therapy can improve your mood, your energy levels, lower symptoms of anxiety, depression. Welcome to Conversations with Claire. I'm your host, Claire Bates. I'm a movement, nutrition, and mindset coach through my app, Wellness with Claire. Podcast host, coach at The Collective in Austin, Texas, sober alcoholic, brand builder, and competitive hybrid athlete. I've created this podcast to share inspiring stories and have meaningful conversations in hopes that we can create community together to learn and grow. Oh, and I hope to make you laugh. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations with Claire. Let's talk about coaching and how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. Wellness with Claire is my very own coaching platform where I offer personalized meal plans, personalized workout plans based on your goals, accountability through community and weekly group coaching calls, mindset coaching and tracking features for results. I also offer one-on-one coaching, which gives you full app access, direct access to me via WhatsApp and 100% accountability with me including weekly video calls. Wellness is a mental, physical, and spiritual experience. The system works together as a whole, and I'm here to help you live in alignment with your principles and values and actualize a quality of life beyond your current dreams. Check the show notes or the links in bios on socials to find more information about how to get involved with Wellness with Claire today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Claire. Today, my guest is Wyatt Ewing. Wyatt is the founder of Ice Barrel, which is a preferred method for myself personally of doing cold therapy. So Wyatt, hello. Thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I always like to like start the episode with the how we met. And to be honest, I cannot remember which event was the first time that we met in person. Which Do you remember which one it was? It was the event at Collective. That was the first time I was in Austin. That had to be it. Because I think you were at some different events, but I wasn't there. Oh, yeah, I definitely. I remember meeting like the whole crew before meeting you at different events. I want to say the first one was the CrossFit Games, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Bickle, shout out, was actually my first intro to the barrel. So, Oh, no way. I didn't know that. That's cool. How did that come about? I met Bickle at the Rogue Invitational. No, I met him at the Games in 2021. And then, so that's where we first met. And then I saw him again at the Rogue Invitational. And then shortly after that, I have a lot of friends in the Denver slash Boulder area and love to go visit there. Anyway, so I wound up visiting and then while I was there was the first time I was introduced to the barrel. And then, of course, since then have met Eric Hinman, who is a huge spokesperson for barrel. And he's wonderful and a bunch of the other crew. But that was my first intro, actually, too. That's awesome. Very cool. I didn't realize that. That's so cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. And now that you say the collective thing, I'm like, oh, okay, this checks. Cause now I remember that whole dinner at picnic where we walked through more of your story, stuff like that. So let's actually pivot into that, which is that I just kind of want to go back to the fact that like, you didn't always do cold therapy and your life wasn't always as thriving as, as, as it is now, not that it's perfect. So if you want to kind of take me back to like when you started into cold therapy and what your life looked like and like why you introduced it. Yeah. So I started in cold therapy about six years ago now. It's been a little while. It's crazy to look back and just reflect on the journey. But when I had started in cold therapy, I was hands down at one of the, well, definitely the lowest point in my life, struggling horribly with anxiety, symptoms of depression, and just caught in this like rumination circus in my head, just trying to find a path forward in life that that made sense for myself and my family. I had tried all sorts of other healing modalities to try and deal with anxiety. I was very demanding corporate career and also had like childhood struggles as well with anxiety just from my upbringing. Yeah. And I was just like burning the candle at both ends. And I know it sounds dramatic, but definitely like kind of at the end of my rope, like I was like, I was burnt out with just life in general and kind of how things were going, just very stressed. My health, I had a lot of struggles with my health. I had like chronic bronchitis for years. It was just absolutely miserable, but still performing in a very like high performance sales position. So I just had to be on all the time. And this kind stranger recommended cold therapy to me. And I was skeptical at first because I had gone down the meditation route. I had gone down the supplement route. I had gone down all the different spiritual paths that were accessible. I had gone to different like naturopathic doctors and just did a myriad of things to try and deal with anxiety and depression and nothing was sustainable and quantifiable. I also did a bunch of different like nutritional things to try and like hack it. But for whatever reason, those like cold showers were so impactful to me and they grounded me in the present moment. And it also was something that like, I didn't have to keep coming back to it. And I wasn't wondering if it was working. It was so impactful that like, I did it, it worked, I would do it again, and it worked. And there was no question there. So that was the start. So walk me through a day, like before you started cold therapy, when you say like, I was dealing a lot with anxiety, I also had all of this, these health issues, like, what was your day to day like, like, were you exercising? Were you sleeping sufficiently? Like, what was your lifestyle like at that time? Yeah, that's a cool question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that actually back then. Like, what is that day? What was that day like compared to what today's like? So I love that question. So yeah, I remember it very clearly. I would fairly consistent in life. I would wake up between 630 and 730, start my morning off and would immediately though, starting my day off, I was immediately jumping on my email, uh, getting into text messages and kind of just trying to wrap my head around the work day and also looking for deals, like looking to see if deals were closing, looking to see if deals were coming through, looking for follow-ups. So I immediately would start my day in a state of distress, (laughs) trying to uh, get on top of it. And was also in a place where I had just moved my family from one city to another in Denver, Colorado. And so it was very much this like, 
living expenses were high. I was in a corporate aviation career, helping people buy and sell airplanes. So like when a deal would come together, it was a big deal. And when a deal fell apart, it was a big deal. And there was a lot of energy effort on these deals. So they were just very all consuming all the time. Yeah. So I would immediately get into my, my, my work, like right when I worked up on brushing my teeth, getting dressed, immediately looking at things. My daughter was very young at that time. And unfortunately, I was so consumed with like work that I couldn't give her the attention in the mornings that she deserved and I needed as well. I didn't even realize it at the time. And so generally would skip breakfast, um, which is also isn't good. Again, a lot of like lifestyle things like weren't working in those days. And then I would head out to the office and I would do, gosh, I would get there around eight o'clock every morning. And then I would work till like five o'clock. But really, I was working from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, because even when I got home, I was back on emails, back on conference calls, things like that. My training was inconsistent, like working out. It was just inconsistent. I did have a membership to a gym and I would frequent it probably three to four times a week. It wasn't great. Yeah. And also like a lot of financial pressure as well, because like you'll go like a couple months without selling an airplane. And then suddenly you sell one and then you got to like take care of everything, all the backlog, you know, so very like feast or famine, you got to, you know, you got to eat what you kill. So it was stressful. So you are like literally, I mean, this is, this is, speaks to so many people because so many people are stuck in this space. And like most people, if they're not there now, they probably have been before. And a lot of people are just going to be there now. And so I think that like getting clear on what your lifestyle looked at prior to what it looks like now is important because it's heavily relatable. And we can all like think of times when we didn't have the tools and resources and just didn't know what to do. And we're just caught up in the muck of it of like, yeah, the stress, the anxiety, the like, you know, the we're on immediately and we're trying to take care of everything. And as a result, we're not really taking care of anything and we're just living in the flames. And so you said that you you did try meditation, like you had tried different things. So you were attempting to discover ways to become mindful. Like you were going, okay, my current situation, my current routine is less than desirable. And so I'm seeking tools. And so you were seeking different tools, but then cold therapy stood out to you so profoundly that now this is literally what you do for a living. So do you want to kind of like spend any more time there? Yeah. So it was this like almost a year long process. As I was in the corporate aviation space, my anxiety was just rising and rising and my stress levels were rising and rising. And it would also express itself in a lack of patience for myself and for others. And I got to this point where I didn't know I needed more mindful practices in my life. I had very much drank the Kool-Aid on like this hustle culture lifestyle where it's just constantly working, constantly grinding, trying to achieve a level of success that is only out there on social media. And yeah, I just was constantly working, trying just like, and again, it was a good like, let's just make a lot of money, like got to do this, got to be successful. And it was just super unhealthy. So I didn't know that like, I didn't even know there are other ways of doing life. Growing up, it was also extremely survival based. I had a unique upbringing. So I was like, from a young age, working, focused on survival. Uh, so like basic needs as a child weren't getting met. And so I carried that into my corporate behavior, I would say. So what happened was the, the, the word for me was like, I need peace in life. I need some form of peace because I was having these very dark, depressive thoughts 
very intrusive thoughts. I was feeling anxious and my health was suffering. So that didn't help. So I was like, man, I need peace. So I tried going down like this, like spiritual path, multiple different spiritual paths, trying just to understand life. Like what is the meaning of it all? And it was like this existential esoteric crisis in me. And then then I got into meditation and I was doing these really long meditation sessions. It was pretty wild. I was like meditating for like, so I had an unfinished basement and it was cold, always cold down in the unfinished basement, concrete floors. And I would go down and I would lie or sit on the concrete floor for like my longer sessions were like two to three hours, just med- still meditation. And I got really good at it. But again, it was almost this like I took my behaviors into that practice and it was like this overachiever had to be successful at my meditations. And it did bring a level of like stillness and awareness. But as soon as the meditation ended, it was back into the turmoil. It wasn't like it wasn't producing the results I was looking for. It was just like another thing to win at. And yeah, it like wasn't at. bleeding over into the rest of your life. No, not yeah, not at all. So then from there. I had tried different like supplements to try and like boost my mood and my energy level. I had tried different dietary things. And I was really like, when I say I was struggling, I was really struggling. I was having hard conversations with my wife at the end of the day of like, like I'm feeling this certain way and they are deep feelings. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm winning. I don't feel like I'm succeeding. And again, a lot of it were just these negative beliefs that I had in me. And I then ended up right? This guy recommended cold therapy as a way just to simply manage stress. That was like as simple as it was for me. So I was like, heck, I'll try it because I need to manage this. So I tried the ice bath and I felt good at the end of it. At the end of the cold shower, like I felt good. And I always say, you know, when you get like a head cold and you get sick and then you get better and you're like, oh, I forgot what it feels like to feel good again. It was like that feeling like I hadn't felt good in a while. And for whatever reason, whatever the cold was doing to my physiology, I was like responding to it. It was enough to keep me coming back. So I would just take one to two cold showers a day, got up to like 15 minutes and I was happier. My endorphins were like firing my mood, my energy levels improved. And I started becoming more patient in life. And that was one thing that was so impactful for my wife, Abby and my daughter, like I was just showing up more patient, more present, more aware for them. And along that path, like that gave me the courage as well to like look inward and deal with like some of the childhood struggles. So got into like life coaching, got into therapy, and just started doing a lot of internal work, but attribute so much of it. I was sitting in ice baths every day. As soon as the family bathtub got to the point where it was like, I'm draining the water. It's not staying cold. I need a better way to practice cold therapy was when I was like, I'm done with aviation. I'm going to create the best cold therapy experience. So that's what I did. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to get also very clear on those early days of cold therapy for you. So you introduced it as a simple means to alleviate stress was all you were aware of. And then it grew. And of course, now you have this awareness of all of the benefits that we'll get to. But What did that look like initially for you, those first days, weeks, months of cold therapy? What was that? uh, What was that routine? Yeah. So in the morning, I would take a cold shower. I would wake up. I would do the cold shower. At first, I I would take like smelling salts, like essential oils or different types of salts. And I would use that to distract myself until I could adapt to the cold because I'm very... 
I'm either all in or I'm all out. I'm that type of personality. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it for 15 minutes. So I really put myself through it. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was one to two cold showers a day, usually two cold showers. And then from there, I went to the family bathtub at the time of the house we were living in. We had a big like soaking tub in the master bedroom and I would fill that up. But it was, I'm not kidding. It was probably like 60 gallons of water, 60, 70 gallons of water. It was a huge tub. And again, not sustainable because the kids would throw their toys in there or, and then it wouldn't stay cold and then it would get dirty. So there was no sustainability built into it. And the other thing is I hated lying down in the bathtub. Like if you think about it, nowhere in nature, do you go into the fight or flight response and then lie back? Like in nature, when you go into the fight or flight response, your chest is forward, your hips are tilted, right? And you're engaged, right? Just like you're going to fight, you're going to run, you're going to react. And so I was like, how can I support the body's natural response? How can I support the right position for the fight or flight response while I'm doing this practice? At times in the shower, I would just sit on the shower pan floor and in a more of a meditative position. So I just started like designing and innovating a product around like these principles. Okay. So for a long time, and, and since we have had the opportunity to kind of talk more about your story before, your wife got involved in cold therapy as well, right? Like, I mean, she is now, but that was something that at what point did she start to get curious about the benefits and start to implement some stuff herself? Yeah, yeah she was, um, Abby is so supportive of me. She's amazing. There were different times along the way where she was, she tried the Abby. cold showers. Yeah. She would try cold showers different times. We would do them together actually. And like, to see who could last longer in the cold shower. And so, yeah, kind of all, all along the journey, she would jump in with me. She wasn't as consistent as I was, but again, we, at the time, I wasn't as educated on all the benefits. It was just like, Hey, this boosts your mood. Right. So that was like the only thing in our mind, but along with what, and Abby is a very high energy, fun loving person. So she has great energy, like all the time. So the use case for it was just very different. Okay, so you begin to de design the product. So I certainly, I think I'll wait just a little bit further into the story, but I do want to touch on my journey of the reasons why I've chosen to do it initially versus now and all, like all of that transformation as well. But I think we're going to hold off a little longer for that. So you start to innovate a product that is going to give you the experience in cold that you are looking for. You've decided this thing's really genuinely positively impacting my life. I think this is going to positively impact others. I want to optimize it for myself. Might as well make that a business. And I mean, at this point with your aviation thing, like you're just not necessarily loving that. So you're already looking for an opportunity. Is that correct? It kind of all happened in a, in a fast, weird way where the impacts of cold therapy were so great that it was kind of like when I'm doing the work that I'm doing and living that lifestyle, I don't feel good. And it's perpetuating this negative cycle in my life. But when I'm on the back end of a cold shower or an ice bath, I have mental clarity and I feel amazing. And I want to stay in that state of mind. And I have always loved entrepreneurship and putting deals together and just business in general. And I was just like, I can help other people get colder and feel better. And I was just so passionate that I wanted to share the power of cold with everybody everywhere. So it was, it kind of just happened. I don't know how else, how else to say it. Again, had strong business acumen to a degree. And so I just put the business together really quickly. 
because I knew I needed, I couldn't just do this like as a DIY project. I had to, I knew like if I was going to do it again, I'm all in or I'm all out. I was going to have to do it right. So I immediately just jumped right into it. And it was very scary. It was like I cut the parachute cords and just went for it. That's so funny. That's very relatable. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, But that's so awesome. So early days then. Let's spend just a little bit of time there and then we will head to those benefits we're talking about. But what was early days of designing the product? I mean, now, of course, you have a large team and it's, it's a very growing operation, but it started as like party of one, right? Yeah, it started with me. I had a couple of buddies at different times that had other skill sets in business that I didn't to like come along the way and just like help me with ideation. And no, it was very much me sitting with my extremely old laptop, um, just like trying to figure out like the design and the, and the shape and how am I going to ship these things? How, how am I going to ship it to my own house? And then started developing the prototype. And I literally like along the way, I was like building it out in my basement. I was the original prototype was made out of white oak. And so there's different treatment processes to white oak that emit like toxic fumes. And I didn't know this. And I'm doing this inside the house. And I'm like, this has to be done outdoor in a well ventilated space. And the whole house started smelling like different stains and things like that. So I ended up having to move it out to the garage. And we have some crazy pictures of my garage just filled with white oak barrels in different stages of getting finished. It was pretty wild. And Abby would come out there with me, help me drill the holes for the drain spouts, help me stain the exterior, help me assemble the staves, things like that. It was, yeah, it was pretty wild. That's so awesome. I want to see those photos. I am intrigued. So from the time that you start doing your own cold therapy to the time that you actually launch Ice Barrel, how much time lapsed there before you were starting to sell a product? That's a great question. So I started mid in in cold therapy in 2017, like early, gosh, it was probably around like April, May, 2017. I formed the company technically in October of 2017. And then in... 2018 was like my prototyping R&D year where I spent a lot of time research development and was selling products during that time as well. And then 2019, it was like, okay, we have something unique. I can grow this. I can scale this, bring it to the masses. So I moved my family in April of 2019 from Denver, Colorado to small town, Ohio, two hours south of Cleveland. Yeah. And that's where we scaled the company. And that was because of the fact that the space was, why did you choose to make that move? Yeah. So manufacturing capabilities, the way that we manufacture our product is unique and it made sense from an economic standpoint to manufacture here in Ohio, close to a lot of the vendors and the material. So I was quality controlling the whole process. I'm still in Ohio to this day, actually, which is wild. Never thought I would move out here. Yeah, I know. It was so funny whenever, because you guys just recently moved to a new warehouse, right? Yeah. So I have been through like the times that the operation has moved has been, we're in our sixth space. We have outgrown six spaces, which is insane. (laughs) That's so awesome. And since you really didn't even start to sell products until 2019, really, and it's only 2023 and we're not that far into this year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. 
Let's launch over now and, and we're going to pivot into the benefits. I want to make sure, and I think that that's something that is just like super exciting for me personally in my own life. And I think that a lot of people will gain a lot of clarity because there's more and more popularity around cold therapy and, and people are seeing it more. And of course, I live in Austin where we're spoiled rotten and it's on every block, which is so not normal. Um, but <laughs> I want to know what are the additional benefits of cold therapy that you have personally experienced and, uh, and then just some of the reasons why you recommend it? The short answer to all of that, cold therapy can help with reducing inflammation and pain relief, right? Those are like the entry-level benefits, the short-term benefits. You expose yourself to cold water, it's going to lower systemic inflammation in the body, reduce pain and inflammation, right? So that's how it starts out. Consistent use with cold therapy can improve your mood, your energy levels, lower symptoms of anxiety, depression. Long-term use is showing that it's staving off cognitive decline. It's helping with weight loss. It's helping with stimulating the vagus nerve and resetting the overall nervous system in the body. So there's, there's so many benefits, which I always encourage people. We have worked really, really hard to develop blogs around a particular issue, challenge, and how cold therapy supports it. And we've done a lot of great medical research in that as well. How does it work with Alzheimer's? How does it work with rheumatoid arthritis? How does it work with fibromyalgia? So like cold therapy has just tremendous benefits and impacts. It's been around for thousands of years. This isn't new. This was just pushed away here in the West in our efforts to make everything more comfortable and convenient. But if you think about it, hot water is a new invention. And before that, we were all exposing ourselves to cold water on a regular basis as well. Even the way that we would wash our hands and brush our teeth and clean our bodies, it's cold water, right? We didn't have access to hot water. Yeah, I think that's, that's a cool thing to point out. And, and certainly I do, could not recommend more that anyone that's listening that wants more information about whatever their specific struggle is and how cold therapy can help them. Like really, yeah, you guys' blog space on the website is beyond thorough. And um, so, that's a great resource. I'm glad that you mentioned it because if people want more, they can find more there. Um, for, for, I love also just that we're talking about the acute benefits and then the more long-term and then the really long-term because relatable for a lot of people, I believe the reason that I got into cold therapy was because I was, my training volume at the time was high and I was looking for ways in which to deal with soreness, inflammation, stuff like that. So, and I just had friends that were doing it and were saying it was cool. And so they made it convenient and easy for me to try. And then, so, so I try it, right. And it certainly helped with those things, which was really cool. It still helps with those things today. But then I, and this is one I really, I want to make sure and touch on because what I got out of the deal as well in the acute was immediately following that elevated state of consciousness. I just felt high. Like I literally felt high. And as a person who has a history of struggling with substance abuse, um, I am very public about my struggles with alcoholism and drugs and, uh, and I'm sober. And so what I noticed was I was like, okay, so if I've struggled with those things in the past, it's because I like being high <laughs> and right. this is a safe, beneficial 
way for me to feel high. How fun. Because now I'm actually really scared of, of drugs and things like that. Just, I'm just scared because of my own experiences, but I was like, Oh, so this is like a, you know, it's just like why I love caffeine. Like I kind of like to be a little off, you know, in safe containers and cold therapy is a safe container plus all these benefits. So that was something I noticed that wasn't sold to me that I felt and then I was informed that it helps with brown fat, the lingering fat that doesn't want to go away, that's been there a long time, blah. So now all of a sudden, okay, I guess I'm going to keep cold therapying too because my training volume has actually gone down and I don't need as much help at this point with the recovery aspect, but I still would love to attack that. So I'll keep doing it for that. And then now we're in this like new stage of, so it's just cool. We're, we're seeing month over month over month now, uh, all of the different ways that it's taken shape as to why I choose to cold therapy now. And, and now it's largely, uh, it's a conversation with myself. It's a discipline. It's, it's simply like, I know that the benefits are clear. It's going to help me navigate my day better. It's going to deal with that anxiety, so on. But like, I start my day with it. I start with at least three minutes every single morning because it's just like, it's, it's that prove yourself right thing. You know, like I'm going to get all these other benefits that I'm now aware of the immune support that, I mean, you, we, this all sorts of that vagus nerve that I want you to talk about a little bit. There's so much stuff, but, but that's right now why I'm like, because, because you are flexing your muscle of discipline. You know, that there are all these benefits. You can be uncomfortable for a few minutes. Is it really that hard? It's worth it. And so prove yourself right, go get in the, go get in the plunge. So I do want, I wanted to kind of like walk through that journey because it's, it's been my experience. Um, but kind of talk about the whole, like that Vegas nerve thing. Cause I feel like that's like a hot topic and one that like, if you hear it and don't know it, then you're like, what is that? Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, by the way. Um, it's interesting. So the vagus nerve, the stem of it is that in the back here of your neck, it is uh, like it controls the autonomic nervous system. And it's actually a bunch of different nerves that come together uh, and it runs down your back. And uh, again, it it's like the largest central nerve in the body that controls all of these um, all of these uh, nervous system responses. And uh, a lot of times in our efforts to get more comfortable, um, it doesn't get activated uh, as, like it should. And it doesn't get stimulated through uh, use of stress, the good kind of stress on the body. And so one thing that's unique about cold therapy is it is a direct stimulator to the vagus nerve. So a lot of people try to stimulate it in a lot of different ways, but just full body submersion down to the base of the neck is a great way to activate it. And again, it's a huge reset on the nervous system. Um, it also helps with resetting the stress response in the body. Like if you think about it, uh, we probably get stressed out and activate our fight or fight or flight response in the body uh, by things that shouldn't trigger that but we've become so comfortable in our lifestyles that when somebody pulls out in front of us in traffic, that's really not a big deal, right? Like it's, it's not a big deal. It should not stimulate the fight or flight response. It's not like putting your body in cold water. It's not like uh, getting chased by a bear. So like re 
conditioning our minds and our bodies to what real stress is versus this like perceived stress because we're triggered or aggravated. Those are two different things. So again, stimulating the vagus nerve, the shock of the cold reconditions our mind to what real stress is. I noticed that early on in my aviation days when I was practicing cold therapy, I would always show up to deals. My palms would be sweaty. Uh, when I'm sitting across like a board table and I'm getting, you know, I'm trying to put the deal together, right? Uh, it's kind of nerve. You get nervous, and I would swallow really big. Uh, then when I'd get out of the meeting, I'm like all sweaty, and I'm like, I closed it, but like that was intense. I noticed this like calm that would come over me, and I would not respond in this fight or flight response. I would just be like really calm, cool headed. I was living very mindfully. So again, the overall reset um, is huge. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool to acknowledge, I think, as we're all becoming more aware. And I know that I live in a bubble of wellness that I certainly, as soon as I pop my hat out of it and reminded that this is actually not so well known, which is so exciting. We have so much work to do to help people. Uh, you know, I didn't have the awareness that I have now and I got a lot left to learn. But just like how you do, like your body is like all of these incoming stressors all the time, our whole like system is just set up to stress us out, you know, and to keep us in this state of stress. And so I think it's been really, really cool to learn about how the nervous system is so aware of everything that's going on. And the idea that something like cold exposure, cold water immersion can then help you deal with that stuff because that stuff is existing in our lives and it's like inescapable. And so if it's going to keep being there, can we continue to build out different habits that are going to positively impact how we deal with that stuff 1000%? And that's what we're doing with this. But just that to know that like there, there are resources, there are tools that can help with this because our bodies are going to continue to experience things that are going to cause us stress. That's just life. Yeah, totally. Totally. So... Oh, let's see here. Other than I, I, are there any other tips or any, or anything like for somebody that is, I want to know about your current routine with cold exposure and just life in general, because your life probably looks a lot different now than when you started, but also just genuinely like, what are some tips for someone who, you know, maybe isn't going to go do it the way that you did it. And maybe you don't even recommend doing it the way that you did it initially, but what would your recommendation be to someone who is completely new to cold exposure and, uh, and, isn't aware that they're going to get in and for that first 30 seconds fully freak out. And if they can wait through that, they're going to be fine. How would you speak to that person to kind of coach them through their first experiences? Yeah. So I always say, start with a cold shower, start just exposing yourself to colder temperatures outside. Uh, maybe take your coat off, you know, uh, go take a cold shower. Um, you can turn it hot, cold, hot, cold, play around with it, figure out what's comfortable and what works for you. Uh, and build up a tolerance to the cold through that. Uh, then you can try the family bathtub. Um, have fun with it. Make it playful. Go experience, you know, the, the bathtub, the cold shower. Uh, find your local gym or fitness center that has a cold plunge. Uh, head over there. Um, and then when you're ready to bring the practice into a more sustainable um 
place in your life, like ice barrel just fits a perfect, um, fits perfectly for that. So, um, that's how I recommend start starting, you know, try starting around 60 degrees, maybe go down to 55 degrees again, do what's comfortable, what feels right. Um, don't try to go too cold for too long. Uh, be safe with the practice and just experiment with it, figure out what feels good to you. Um, and then as you progress in the practice, slowly start staying in a little longer, lowering the temperature and continuing to build up a tolerance to the cold. Um, my current routine is, is pretty just in life. My, my days look the same, like every day. Uh, and I love it. I have, um, three beautiful kids and a wonderful wife and we get a lot of time together. Um, but uh, I wake up, I get the kids out the door, uh, for school. And then I'm, uh, immediately, uh, focusing on nutrition for the day. So what am I eating? How am I fueling my body? Um, then I start my work day and I break it up usually around noon. Uh, I'll go to the gym. Uh, I train at a CrossFit box here in Ohio, uh, which I love and I'll get a really good training session in. Um, then I'll finish out my afternoon with some work and, uh, usually team calls, something, uh, along those lines. Um, and then it's evening time, it's play time, it's focus time with family. Uh, and then I really look forward once we put the kids to bed, it's out to the sauna. Uh, I like to do, um, anywhere between 10 and 20 minute rounds, uh, in the sauna and then hit the ice and then go back to the sauna and ice. And that's what, then at the end of the day, we, we go to bed, we'll have a great conversation and then go to bed. We don't have a TV. Um, we like just to stay super intentional. We do love to play chess. Abby and I play chess against each other a lot. Um, so that's like our evening thing. That's awesome. That's a, gosh, that's listening to something that was just talking about how couples spend so much of their time in front of a TV these days and how that's so disengaged and it's just uh, really hurting relationships. So that's wonderful that you're doing anything where you're actually engaged with one another. And that's, I totally agree. Eric and I do this on a cold situation in the evenings too, since, since we both do it during the daytime separately. So it's not always a together thing, but it's such cool, um, quality time. And then we like to throw the parties and have people over and do it. And it's, it's really cool, intentional, engaged time with one another or with other people. Um, so that's also cool that you're saying that you don't even like you do your, your contrast therapy, which contrast therapy for those who don't know is that hot and cold exposure back and forth. And, um, so you do that in the evening, which is funny because that's all I only did it in the evening for a long time. And then now currently, and what's cool about this too, is like, it gets to take shape differently over time, you know, like it, it doesn't always look the exact same, but it, it is cool to hear that. Cause I know that some people prefer it in the morning or prefer it at night or some people are like, Oh, it might keep you up. And I know that at least in my experience, it certainly never, I mean, I felt like I could just ease right into bed, but everybody's got a different experience with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've done it all. I used to, I kid you not, I used to do ice baths at 5am. I did them at 7am. And then I would do them at noon. And then I would do them right before dinner, actually, as a way to like, de-stress um, and get present uh, for the evening with the kids. Uh, so I used to do it around that time as well. Um, but now, Abby and I, we like the evening routine together of sauna and ice towards the end of the day and then a few games of chess and go to bed. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay, so tell me what, uh, let's see here, I want to talk about 
the barrel specifically, you just touched on that one of the reasons why you created it was that upright spine position. And so do you want to kind of elaborate there? And then also just tell me a little bit more about maybe the future of the barrel. Yeah. So wanted to create a product that supported the body's natural position while it's in the fight or flight response. And so that would be uh, having the spine upright makes concentration and breathing so much easier puts you in the most comfortable position in a very uncomfortable environment. Um, and also it, it helps from like a mobility standpoint as well. Trying to like get down, lie down, then sit back up, push yourself up and out is harder, right? With an ice barrel, if you need to get up and out of the water, you stand up, right? It's literally just standing up. Um, so the position was just very, very thought through. Um, and we have a lot of really exciting things on the horizon. Um, we have we have really listened to the cold therapy community and have observed them as well on what they're requesting, what they need, what what does the future of cold therapy look like? And we have innovated a lot of products uh, that we're going to be releasing over the next 18 months. Um, products that continue to make cold therapy more effective and accessible to everybody everywhere. Um, so... Yeah, we're really excited. So stay tuned. Uh, we have some really cool email lists that are floating out. If you want like exclusive behind the scenes, uh, definitely check out our website and you can see what's coming up in the next few months. Okay, wait. So is that the extent of the teaser? We don't get to know any more right now. That's the teaser. That's the teaser that's okay. for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I accept. I guess I'll keep on the newsletter, which by the way, guys, in the show notes, if you're listening and you want access to that stuff, it'll all be in the show notes so you can go get it there. But okay. So I do always like to ask a couple of specific questions, which one of them is, what is something that you feel that you are doing well that you would like to do more of or do better? Well, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> what am I doing well? Um, I've seen tremendous improvement in my CrossFit training. And uh, I have dedicated quite a bit more time to it Heck over yeah. the last year and a half. And I want to I do more of it. And I want to get my body to the place where I can train twice a day and not just be completely dead. Um, cause once a day right now, I have a really hard training session. Like I, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. I'm toast, but I want to get my body to the place where it can take two training sessions a day. Yeah. Well, thankfully you use good resources. So that's right. that's <laughs> you're right. doing some things right to be able to support yeah. that. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that's so awesome. I, uh, I definitely, I remember years of doing CrossFit and, having my substance abuse problems and uh, just a, a poor sleep and just a number of different things that I, my nutrition was really off. And so for years, I actually did CrossFit and didn't really get better and, and kept doing more of it and was not seeing results of getting better at it. And so it was quite frustrating for me. 
for quite a while, but I'm, I'm pretty hard headed. And, and so then finally the right person said some things to me about my behaviors and my habits that shifted some, some of those things. And then they continued to shift and it was just really cool. And for me, the first thing was like incorporating more protein into my diet. Like you want to complain about not being stronger and you won't do that, you know? And then I started to work on my sleep and then eventually I got rid of the substances. And that of course was like the most pivotal change in my abilities, uh, athletically for sure. But anyway, so like stay the course, you're doing the right things and you will continue to, cause it's been so cool to see the kind of, uh, load capacity, whatever that has been able to been like, have been built over the last couple of years for me personally with CrossFit as a result of just like doing that dialing in those other habits, being more consistent with the sleep, doing the contrast therapy, all those things. It's like, you know, you continue to optimize all these other things and you know, you're good friends with Eric Hinman. Like, you you know, his whole life is designed around building it so that he can train better for longer and whatever. And like the, that's literally his life. Um, so it's totally doable. And I love that that's a mission for you. Like what a cool thing to want to do to like perform better for longer. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm excited for you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is something that you are currently doing that you would actually like to eliminate or do less of? Uh, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind, probably meetings. Uh, <laughs> I'm in probably, I'm probably in six to 10 meetings a day. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love meetings. Uh, and the company is just growing so much that it, it needs me there. And so I'm happy to be there, but at one day, uh, three to five meetings, it would be like a sweet spot for me right now. That's, that's fair. That sounds fair. Well, and I also, we, I don't know that we really have time to touch on this. And thankfully I did hire or did hire, I did, um, an interview, last year with your, let's see here. He is, is he COO? Is that the appropriate title yeah, for him? Correct. For yep. Nick? Yep. Yeah. Yep. COO. Okay. Yeah. So your COO, which that one, that whole episode was about culture within a company because I've gotten to spend more time with him. And one of the things that he really does so well is address the culture. And so that's something that I think that, that a listener, if they want more of that can just go there and get so much more. And that one's full of value. Um, but that's one of the things that I think that you've done an amazing job of at Ice Barrel specifically as to like, it has to have something to do with the substantial growth that you've seen, not only is it just like the the interest in, in cold therapy is growing and you're building a product that is wonderful, but also I think that the way that you guys prioritize the culture within your system, it uh, it speaks highly to why you see the growth that you see, because it seems like you guys are prioritizing a lot of things for yourselves and your employees, such as not just subscribing to that grind hustle culture and instead trying to make sure that they're actually well-rounded humans that are living a good quality of life. And that's pretty important and pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We've worked really hard for that. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Okay. What are three things that you are grateful for today? Oh, man. Grateful for my wife, Abby. I'm obsessed with her. She's amazing. She's a great mother, a great wife, and just a great friend in life. So very thankful for her. Thankful for my three beautiful children. They are amazing as well. And it's, uh, it's a, just an honor to be able to be their dad and help 
build and shape their their little worlds. So grateful for them. And lastly, the sunshine. We don't get a lot of sunshine here in Ohio. And today we have sunshine. So I'm grateful for that. I'm going to go work on my tan. I love it. I love it. Also, I love the... Uh... The wife shout out just because it's so cool. I think that's like one of the things I keep posting about. I'm like, don't give up on love, you know? And I think it's really cool. You're saying that your wife that has, you have three children with her. How long have you guys been together? We've been together for 10 years now. That's so wonderful. And so 10 years in, a decade in, and you're like, yeah, that girl's my best friend. Like, that's so cool. That's (laughs) that's so cool. 100%. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, it feels like I just met her. Okay, wait, give us a really quick Abby story. Okay. And I apologize. I think there's a little bit of a lag here, but it should improve. Quick Abby story. I met Abby officially after uh, high school and immediately attracted to her and wanted to be in her life. And she was a a very sought after lady. And there was quite a bit of competition, but I worked the hardest, spent the most money and cared the deepest and started dating her and just moved really quick uh, in that relationship. And then got it locked down. We got married and we just, you know, tackled life together. She's an incredible musician, athlete. She's way better at CrossFit than I am, (laughs) way more graceful. And uh, yeah, she's one of the most intellectually intelligent people I've ever had conversation with. So she she keeps me on my toes and she's a great challenger too. So I, I really appreciate her influence in my life. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think it is really cool. I think there's a lot of loneliness out there in the world and a lot of people who just feel like partnership is just like a lost cause. And it's just like, no, wait a second. It's actually not. There are really wonderful people out there. Just, you know, when you meet somebody worth it, just be a person that's worth it back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love it. <laughs> Okay. So three things that I'm grateful for as well is one, I am grateful for adversity and the fact that adversity can become an asset. I took a pivot professionally this past week. And as a result, it caused, of course, like leading up to, and then following just some fear and some different things that came up for me, questioning myself, you name it. And so I'm grateful for the awareness now that like, to sit with those things and try to do the very best that you can to make sure that the decisions that you're making like resonate with you and feel purpose-driven. And then also knowing that like those uncomfortable, you know, so following that, then there are days where I'm like, I don't even know what direction I'm going and what am I, you know, but knowing like, okay, use the tools and resources that you do have, keep with the things that do work for you, keep your cold therapy, keep your nutrition, keep your movement routine and keep your, you know, different things that are part of my life that are very important to me, my sponsor, I'm sorry, my, uh, my mentor, things like that. But just also knowing like it's, I, this is uncomfortable and this is okay. And this is actually going to be like, this is this discomfort will push me the direction I ultimately need to go. So it's okay that I need to just like feel this stuff out. And so I just, I guess I'm grateful for the awareness that struggle is inescapable at times and is not just a bad thing. And so that's one. And then I am grateful for the discipline of simple things like cold therapy and to understand the importance of those. And then I'm grateful for people who remind me to be grateful, such as Eric over this last week when I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And he's like, listen, your problems are pretty cool. And I'm like, okay, you're right. Thank you. So people to remind us of those things is always great. So 
Anyway, I will have in the show notes the locations where people can find you specifically, find Ice Barrel, get all of that blog information. Is there anything else you wanted to say to anybody before we close out? I wanted to thank you. I appreciate you making space for us to have this conversation. It's been a lot of fun. I'm glad to be here. I just hope more people try Ice Barrel. They try cold therapy and just share your experience uh, with us as you go through your cold therapy journey. We'd love to hear it. I love stories from the cold therapy family that we have. And again, thank you to you. This has been awesome. Yeah. And guys, you never know when you can become a part of the family from just sharing your experience. That's literally been my experience. And so share it and do it. So all that will be in the show notes. Thank you, Wyatt, for your time. I appreciate you making time for this. I know, like you said, you've got a ton of meetings every single day. So just another thing on your calendar. I just appreciate getting the opportunity to be on it. And I think that this is going to be helpful for people. So for those of you listening, I want to say thank you for your time. I ask that you please do rate and review the show where you're listening to it. And then most importantly, just share it with somebody that you feel like it's going to positively impact. This is the project that I am probably most excited about and most proud about. So any chance that we can get to grow it is just something I really appreciate from you guys. And other than that, we hope that you have a beautiful day.